Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson. Here on the Hump Day edition of the Yard, we got a lot to talk about. We do. The first thing that I want to say, right out of the gate, regardless of circumstances, it is unacceptable for us to lose a midweek game to the likes of Austin P. I understand they've got 11 Power 5 transfers. I understand they've got a veteran team. I get every bit of that. The fact that we scored two runs against Austin P is absolutely unacceptable. It is. Let's just go ahead and get that established right out of the gate. We could talk about injuries, and at some point we will. We could talk about having some young pitchers, but they actually performed exceptionally well. But it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable for us to lose games like that. It is. I think we'd all agree on that. Now, we may disagree on what needs to happen today, what needs to happen next, but the bottom line is Mississippi State needs to win some baseball games, period. Can't lose games like that. Can't. I mean, the margin for error for us is so thin, you can't drop games like that. And that's a mid-level team in the Atlantic Sun. It's not a mid-level team in the Southeastern Conference. It's embarrassing, it is, and I know we, we put such of an emotional investment in this. You know, but we didn't perform last night, especially on the offensive side. Defensively, played really well. We pitched it exceptionally well. I don't know if you guys know this. I just wrote this earlier in a Brooks Auger piece. Through four games, we've struck out 51 and walked nine. Let that sink in for a second. Okay, you're averaging almost 13 strikeouts a game and right at two walks a game. That's absolutely amazing. And if the pitching keeps up, and I suspect it will, provided we stay healthy, uh, we're going to be in a lot of ball games. But offensively, we've had a couple of games where we just haven't really shown up. And the challenge now is for Jay Gotro and Chris Simonis and all the Bulldog position players to get that thing worked out. Very disappointed last night's ball game. Very. Am I ready to get up on a season? No. Am I frustrated? Yes. Yes. Am I disappointed? Yes. Do I still believe in our kids? You better believe it. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. And, uh, you know, speaking of those, those nine walks, one thing that I wanted to pull up, uh, nine walks in four games. Didn't have any last night. Did you know that? 13 strikeouts to no walks. You got to win that game. You wasted the Cal Stephen performance on Saturday, and we wasted one last night. And Bulldog bullpen was really good last night. And uh, you guys got a chance to see Kem Schulke again. Absolutely ridiculous. It's just, it's just disgusting. I mean, really, it really, it's so fun to watch. But we got to get that guy some wins, man. We got to get that guy some more saves. Need to have him pitching and winning ball games. You go spend him in a midweek game like that. Offense got to show up, do their part. But uh, interesting, you mentioned the nine walks, or I mentioned the nine walks. You didn't mention it. I did. So let's just go back to last year. Maybe we don't. You know, but I, w- I want to do some comparison here. Game number two last year against VMI, game that we lost, 14 to 13. I don't know if you guys know this, we had a dozen walks in that game. 12. You go down to that opening game against Arizona State, and we got shelled 13 to 4. You walk 12. We find a way to win that midweek game against Southern Miss down in Pearl, and it was an adventure. You still lost. You won the game 10 9, but you walked 11. Vanderbilt, first game of that series, you walked 10. Middle game against Alabama that we lost, 
Got 10 run rolled in that game. You walked a dozen. Terrible ball game at Tennessee. We walked nine. LSU. We actually won that ball game, the Sunday game. You walk 11. Friday night game or Thursday night game against A&M, you walk 15. And so I, I say that to illustrate a point that the pitching is improved. Small sample size, four games in, but the pitchers have shown up. And uh, we did the due to factory action show last night. We're only, we're only going to do it about once a week, but we just felt like last night you guys needed to hear from us. Um, but here's the deal, and Ani makes a great point. I'd rather have some offensive problems than pitching problems because pitching problems has plagued us for the last two years. We know we have some talented offensive players that maybe are underperforming a little bit right now, pressing a little bit too much. We chased a lot of balls out of zones last night, trying to do way too much. But hitting is going to come around. But to have some improved defensive play and to have much, much better pitching, I'd rather be in that scenario than us continue to have a third year where we can't throw strikes. So there is some room for optimism, but the bottom line is State's got to go win some games. And I'm just going to call it like I see it, you know. And it's so interesting, too. I always love the fact, you know, it doesn't bother me, but I always laugh at the fact that, you know, if I don't get on here or get on the message board to go write an article, you know, saying that we should just get a, take a bulldozer to Duty Noble Field and, you know, fire the coach and, you know, all that kind of stuff. If I don't come out with just a flamethrower, people are like, well, Steve's just – Steve's just always being so supportive. I'm just a Mississippi State guy, and I know it's four games into the season. And I remember in 2016, we won the Southeastern Conference, became a top-eight national seed for the first time in school history. We lost to Eastern Kentucky and Oral Roberts in back-to-back games. And that's a team, obviously, that's had uh, several big leaguers come off of that team, including Nathaniel Lowe. And we lose to Eastern Kentucky and Oral Roberts. For sure. I remember the year we won an NFL championship. The struggles we had offensively early going, and the pitching kind of carried us. We ended up losing a terrible series to Missouri. You may recall that. So one game, two games, not going to define the season. But we can ill afford to keep dropping games like this. Uh, later today, at, uh, I'll be a little bit late to the game today. You'll have to forgive me. We've got a very pressing engagement. Uh, we're going to have the ribbon-cutting ceremony at True Rest Starkville, 4 o'clock. At 618 Highway 12, it's in the uh, University Crossing Shopping Center, uh, right behind, right behind Starbucks, that that shopping center. Yeah, you, you can come. Matter of fact, when you turn in, you'll see our signage. So four o'clock, we'll have uh, you know some grand opening specials. We blocked off some time, uh, going to give some tours of the facility. You kind of get a chance to hear more about flow therapy. Matter of fact, we even blocked off time this evening uh, to provide some availability for people to show up and say, hey, I think I want to try this today. We got you covered. Uh, if you want to book an appointment, you can download the True Rest app or you can just call 662-268-7601 and uh, get your appointment set. Uh, but yeah, we're excited about it. It's been a great start to things. As a matter of fact, we got an email from corporate today. Hey, you guys are on a roll. Uh, it'll never be enough for me because I'm so ultra competitive, right? Ultra, ultra competitive. But uh, we've had some great uh, response. As a matter of fact, uh, a young, uh, the young lady that floated last week has come in one of our first floaters last week and uh, said she has to take medication for sciatica and she hadn't had to take her pain meds in a week. That's pretty impressive. Really is. Really, really, really is. Uh, so, yeah, 
So there we go. So come, come out today, and uh, you can see me and the lovely bride. And once that event's over, I'll head over to Duty Noble Field. Uh, Dave Murray will have your play-by-play uh, -play article today. And then uh, I'll certainly be there for the end of the ball game and for post game. And uh, so we'll still have our full coverage. You do what you got to do, man. And uh, we're so happy to be part of the uh, of the Greater Starkville Partnership for Business here in the area. Some other of our friends that are uh, that are great business leaders in the area is Bulldog Burger Company. Longtime sponsors of this show. I love Bulldog Burger Company. You should too. Uh, I love going in there and putting my feet under their table and just kind of let them take control. Right? Hey, this is what I want. They bring it to me. I enjoy it. They take it away. I get that bread pudding for dessert or maybe that chocolate shake to go. I feel even better about life. Uh, if you're a newbie to Bulldog Burger Company, and chances are you're not, but if you're first time going in there, get the Bulldog, okay? Start there. Can't go wrong with that. And you know what? You may get the Bulldog every time you go, but I'm going to encourage you to branch out a little bit. Maybe have the Smokehouse, have the Bryant, the Lauren, the Mission, uh, when I get the mission, I get the pico de gallo on the side. I'm not, I'm not a big onion guy, as you guys know. But uh, I love going in there because of the consistency. There's integrity and in pricing there. The service is outstanding. The atmosphere, amazing. And so next time you're in town or traveling on your way to Starkville, stop and let Bulldog Burger Company take care of you. It may be the best part of your day. And have the spring rolls as your appetizer to make you and everybody around you better looking. Three great locations to, to serve you. University Drive here in Start Vegas, Gloucester Street there in Tupelo, and Lake Harper Drive in the Ridge and Flowood area. Bulldog Burger Company, the place that people go to meet. M-E-A-T. All right. Let's take a quick look at this game. We don't have pitching matchups for today yet. I ask all the time. I know Chris gets a little bit, uh, I don't know, don't, don't know. But I always ask. I mean, I've got a responsibility to ask. It's what I do. You guys want to know. We're able to get pitching matchups uh, on Monday for uh, Tuesday's game. We're able to write a bit of a preview for you. But uh, nevertheless, nevertheless, it's my responsibility to get you guys information. Responsibility I take very seriously. Doesn't always work out the way we thought we started. But, but here we go. The very first inning, we're chasing the game. That's one of the things that we have got to do is get out of the gate you, know, you had the game against Air Force where they scored, and then you go back and score two, and next thing you know, you're down again 4-2. You know, we have got to stop having to rely on getting into a bullpen to get some separation because of the, the quality of pitching that we're going to see in SEC pitch uh, play, much better than what we're seeing now. And that's the big concern, right? And, yes, pitching's always ahead of offense this point of the year. Always, 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 always. It is, with rare exception. But all that understood, we can't keep chasing the game. We can't get out there and get down 3 nothing and have to, okay, well, we got to go scratch and chip away here. We are Mississippi State. That's not the kind of program that we are. We didn't build that program on William Jennings' dream from 1885 to come out here and have to chase a game against Austin P on a Tuesday night. Okay, that's not, what we have, that's not what we're about. That's not what we've established. We have got to get better production the first time through the order. You look at the commonality between the losses. Saturday against Air Force, the first time through the order, we don't get a ball out of the infield. Yesterday, first time through the order, we don't get a single hit. And then Amani Larry comes up and barrels one up. And, you know, hey, here, there we go. But the problem was you're already down in the game. Very first inning, uh, they come out and push a run across. You know, leadoff single, basically an infield hit. There's nothing Dylan Cup could do here. You know, he's playing back up the middle and uh, pretty well-placed ball. And, and Dylan 
lays out and stops it and holds him to a single rather than letting that slow roller get loose and roll toward Bryce Chance and the guy takes second base. Could have been a leadoff double. But but Cup, great job here, just getting a glove on it and knocking it down and holding that guy at first. That's good baseball, was it? That happened over the weekend, too. There was a play very similar to that where uh, Cup kept the runner from advancing. And then Miller Green, the pitcher of record, also hit for himself. Uh, comes through and hits a single. So back-to-back singles to open up. And then Sierra kind of calmed down a little bit. We got Olsen to strike out swinging. And then it was Gazdar, who had a really good game against us. Singles through the uh, left side there. The run scores. And uh, then Sierra gets out of it. So one nothing. But Sierra really calmed down after that. You, know, you give up back-to-back hits, three hits in the inning, you're gonna, they're going to score. When you give up three hits in an inning, they're going to score runs like 66,000% of the time. All right, we come out there and just nothing really going in at first. You know, we, we get hit by a pitch, so we get the leadoff runner on, and, and we strand him. Don't do much with it. So we get the HBP in the walk, and nothing happens. And this kid was really struggling to throw strikes, and uh, we really, really, really helped him. We just weren't recognizing spin. And that's got to change. Top of second, uh, nothing going. Sierra with a 1-2-3 inning. Bottom of the second, State goes 1-2-3. Also a couple of punchies in that inning, too. All right, top of third, we bring in Nolan Stevens, who I thought really played well yesterday. I know he gives up a tank here. But, um, yeah, he comes in, gives up a single, an infield single. And to be honest with you, I don't know if it's a defensive alignment issue here. It's a short and slow hopper to second, and there really wasn't a play to be made. I mean, Larry gets on the horse there and gets to it. But my, my whole concern here is it's 0-2. Why are we so close to the plate on 0-2? You know, I know it's a freshman. I got to make him chase a little bit there. But it's an 0-2 pitch, a little dribbler out there to second. We couldn't make a play. And then next thing you know, we get out of it with a double play. Then it's a hit by pitch. And then it's, it's Gazdar again. Two-run tank here. So he's responsible for all three RBI from Austin P. But uh, Noah Stevens comes back out and does a really good job for us. And uh, State goes, uh, gets a single, gets an Amani Larry single, one-out single. We don't do anything with that. Jordan flies out to center. Uh, excuse me, left to left center. And this is a play here that kind of typified the night for us. I don't know that he robbed a home run, but he certainly robbed extra bases. Nice play out there in left. He elevates, and the glove obviously goes over the wall, but he's about two feet short of the wall. He's on the track there. At the very least, it's a double. And with Larry's speed, that may have been a run for us. But that's a very significant defensive play. Five more push-ups, DJ, it's a tank. Yeah, like, like yeah, you, you know, I'm, I'm joking. But uh, three and four don't get it done here. We get to the fourth here, and again, State's down 3 nothing. Stevens back out, gets a 1-2-3 inning, gets a pair of, uh, of strikeouts there. The kid's going to be able to help us. He really is. Big, strong. Left-hander, excited about him. Uh, bottom of four stay goes one, two, three. And not a lot of uh, solid contact here. Highfield, I thought, saw the ball, baseball pretty well last night. He, he put pretty good wood on the ball a couple times. But by and large, a lot of soft contact from Mississippi State. All right, top of five again. Uh, Stevens out and gives up a single. And then there's a wild pitch. We get a fly out. We bring in, we bring in uh, Brooks Auger, who has really been good for State. And he's got to be a big piece. I asked Simonis about him last night. But what do you expect? He's, he's got to be big for us. Uh, really, really good outing for Brooks. You know, he, he had the um, unfortunate situation on Saturday. You know, he inherits a couple of uh, walks in the ninth. 
a chance to close it out. We get a strike away from from a save there, and Air Force comes back to win the game. Right under down their last strike, they find a way to get it done. Uh, no such luck here, though it ends up being a loss for Mississippi State nonetheless. But uh, Auger comes in, gets Miller Green to ground out, right back to the pitcher, and get Olsen as well. Uh, bottom of five, State gets a two-out base hit from Dylan Cup. His first hit is a diamond dog. Congratulations to Dylan and his family. Uh, but ultimately, is stranded. Uh, top six, Auger back out there, gives up a, a, a single, and then we, we get him here. We get him. I, I don't know that I would run on Mississippi State. We have been, we've, we've really rebuilt that catcher room, and I'm going to sit down with Kyle Cheeseborough tomorrow for a feature that will run over Gene's page. But, um, yeah, so that they break for second here, and it's Gazdar, and he's gunned down. And what a great game for Gazdar, right? But uh, this was not his shiny moment. And then Auger gets a strikeout, a line out uh, to get out of it. Nate Chester there with a nice play right at him. All right, bottom of six. State finally gets on the board here. You get the leadoff walk to uh, to DJ, and then Hines singles through the right side. And really the air in the building really changed. You start thinking, okay, well, here we go. Here we go. And then Bryce Chance singles. So it's three consecutive hits. And then I don't know what happened between their dugout and Jay Gotro, but uh, there was some, some words exchanged, and the umpire gave an official warning to both dugouts. Interesting, for sure. All right, and so they bring in uh, Klingen back, and what does he do? He hits Isaac with a pitch. And so right here I'm thinking, okay, here we go. We're fired up. We're ready to go. You know, three consecutive hits in the inning, and lo and behold, you score, and then all of a sudden they add to their misery bringing in a reliever that hits the first guy. And then Ross Highfield does a job again. You know, we uh, of course, you'd love the extra base hit here, but at the very least, you got to get the run home. Ross goes up there, another RBI sack fly. It's a 3 3 ball game. And we still got two outs to work with. Nate Chester strikes out swinging. They make a change again, and then uh, Jackson McKenzie, we let him hit for, for Powell, and we get a ground out to short. But two runs home in the inning, you think, okay, all right, we're in the bullpen now. Our kids are fired up. Our coaches are fired up. We've been officially warned by, by the officials. We'll find a way to win the game. That's what we felt like. Johnny Long enters the game as catcher, and I uh, had a Major League Baseball scout tell me just yesterday he may be one of the three four best defensive catchers in the Southeastern Conference. That's high praise. One, two, three, inning for Auger there. Get a couple of punchies, too, and uh, that gets us to the bottom of seven. State has a chance here to challenge, and um, Cub strikes out swinging, but Larry walks. So now you got the time run on base, and uh, DJ strikes out swinging, chase some pitches. You know, try, he's trying to make – he's trying to be the guy, right? Uh, Larry's still second and then uh, goes to third on a wild pitch. And then they walk Hunter Hines. So, you know, Bryce Chance comes up again. Just give me a base hit somewhere, right? I mean, anything. You don't have to hit a tank. We don't need a double. Just find some green grass somewhere, and it's a tie ball game. We didn't come through, and that's not an indictment on Bryce. He's been really good for us. But in this situation, we really needed him to step up, uh, get a hit for us, because we really didn't put much challenge on it after that. Atop of A, we bring in Cole Cheatham. And, again, Cole has proven to kind of be this left-handed matchup guy. That's two, that's two times we've done this, and – he has been amazing. I mean, and that's a role for him. And if you've met this kid, absolutely outstanding young man. 
Now, we can extend him some at times, especially when you have more of a left-handed dominant lineup. You know, when you've got somebody, maybe you start a right-hander, so they stack the order with lefties. Then you can bring in Cole maybe for an inning or two, and he can chew up those lefties. Really like Cole Cheatham, and uh, I, I think his delivery looks a lot more fluid this year. I do. All right, so he gets his guy, and then um, we end up bringing in Kem Schulke, who, again, was ridiculous, gets the ground out to short, and then gets a punch out there. So, you know, we got six outs to work with to get over a run. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I just don't have a lot of confidence in the bottom third of this order right now. I mean, I really don't. We really desperately need to get Logan Kohler back and get um, David Marchand back. You know, David Marchand, of course, is an energizer, you know, and Kohler is a guy that has double-digit home run capabilities. We need to get those guys back. But even with that, even with us not having those guys, we should still beat Austin P. We should still score more than two runs against an Atlantic Sun team. Period. Period. Hyzak strikes out swinging. Highfield strikes out swinging. Lengthy at bat there. And uh, kind of good comeback there for the pitcher. They, he gets down 3-0. 3-0. Then we take a strike. Was borderline, but it was a strike. And then a couple, couple swings, and, uh, again, we helped them. They they bring in Hampu here, who is 95-96 uh, right-hander, and he gets Chester to fly out at center field, and uh, it was just really a can of corn. So top of nine, Shulky back out there, gets a pop-up, a punchy, and we think we're going to just go right into the dugout. There was an excuse-me swing here, pretty ridiculous. You know, the ball just found the bat. It, it, it's got nothing to do with Bay. Bay just happened to be there and had the bat extended because he was completely fooled on a pitch and tried to check. And the ball finds the bat, and it just kind of floats out there down the right field line. We try to pick him off. That's our only error of the day. Shulky throws a, you know, an errant pickoff throw in the dirt and into the runner, basically. I mean, Hines has no chance there. But it didn't hurt us. We'll get Hernandez to ground out the second kind of weekly. So, again, Shulky just kind of lighting things up. Bottom nine, a chance for State to tie, force some extra baseball, potentially walk it off. And we get the leadoff walk we had to have, right? You get the leadoff runner, and I don't know why we didn't pinch run here. It didn't matter. I would have pinch run here, my own personal matter. Dylan Cup comes up, and he's gotten a bunt down before, but he couldn't do it. It's a foul tip bunt attempt, and he bunts it, kind of pops it up back to the screen, and then strikes out swinging. So it's a non-productive out, and you can ill afford those in the night. And I saw some people saying, hey, but why didn't we have somebody else bunt? Well, Cup's capable of doing that. He is. And then Larry fouls out at third base. But DJ comes up, an extra base hit, probably going to need a home run here. Extra base hit may get your runners a second, third. I don't think Long's fleet-footed enough to get there, score from first. Uh, but I thought, hey, I told Mike Nemeth, I said, DJ's either fixing the strikeout or walk this game off. And we get down the, the first pitch strike, take a ball, take a ball, foul one back, it's one, two, and then we strike out swinging on the ball out in the dirt. And um, disappointing. Disappointing result for the Bulldogs without any question. Let's face it, friends, we live in uncertain times. Security, probably more important now than ever before. That's why it's important to keep you, your family, your property safe by working with my friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y.com. Let me tell you a little bit about this new video smart lock they have. It's super cool because basically you get a three-in-one security system here. You can have everything on just one device instead of having it outside of your house look rather tacky because you got all kinds of stuff out there. It's not just about your security but convenience. 
No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members, and you can see who's kind of coming and going. You got that immigrated camera, too. Uh, it's easy to install. You can set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. You know, you don't have to go to a class on how to use power tools. No drilling required. You get keyless entry. You don't have to worry about fumbling with the keys when you're getting back with a, an armful of groceries, right? How convenient is that? That in and of itself is a great benefit. You get fingerprint recognition. It's unlocking. Got that AI self-learning chip. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You don't have to worry about the battery. It's got a rechargeable battery that can last around four months. And you get a notification before it runs out so you don't have to compromise your family security. You got passcode unlocking, remote control, 2K clear sight, camera. You can see who's at your door. You see these videos online all the time. Don't you think it's time for you to set something up so you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you don't have people constantly going in and out of your property? There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. How cool is that? It's convenient. It's safe. It's a must-have for your home today. If you already have like a video doorbell, you know sometimes people want to come and steal your, your doorbell. You don't have to worry about that with this. All right, so let's be sure to visit Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y, official.com, forward slash video lock. And it's time for you to gain control of your door. Again, that's Eufy, E-U-F-Y. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever. All right, Bulldog fans, our friends from Tecovis want to remind you that uh, it's festival season, it's concert season, it's sundress season. Yes, it is. And you know you need some nice boots to go along with every bit of that. And Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western wear. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and so much more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort, so no break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with the same level of style. So stop by your local Tecovis store 
Have a complimentary beverage or two. Shop the new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are always at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tecovas. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges ship right to your door. Go to Tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Uh, as I said, I'm not giving up on the team by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, we can ill afford to lose games like this. And the most disappointing thing for me is two runs on four hits against midweek pitching from Austin P. That is a concern for me. It, it really is. Uh, looking at the numbers for State, again, just the four hits, and uh, it sprayed throughout the lineup. Larry had one, Hunter Hines with one, Bryce Chance with one, uh, Dylan Cup with one. But 30 at-bats for the Bulldogs. It's just three above the minimum. So we didn't do much in the way of uh, putting traffic on the bases. It's pretty nuts, really. And they hit us twice. I mean, think about that for a second. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. All right, Evan Sierra uh, is saddled with the loss and uh, two innings pitched, allowed three hits, and uh, pretty much a similar stat line to what he had over the weekend. Got to figure that thing out. What's his role going to be? Nolan Stevens, two and a third innings pitch, allowed three hits, two runs. Of course, the, the, the tank there, three punch outs and a hit by pitch. Uh, Brooks Auger, again, outstanding. Two and two-thirds of an inning, allowed one hit, had three strikeouts. He faced eight hitters. He faced eight. And um, only one guy reached base. Uh, Cole Cheatham, of course, does his job, faces one guy on five pitches, and he gets a punch out. And then Schulke comes in one and two-thirds of an inning. The only hit was that little excuse me swing. So there's eight hits for Austin P, and uh, you know a couple of them obviously did some damage, but three of them come in the first inning, three of their eight, and after that we kind of strung it along there. Thirteen strikeouts for Bulldog pitchers, zero walks, and we had the one hit by pitch, and that was on a that was on an 0-2 count if I remember correctly. Uh, but um, yeah, pitching's not our problem for the first time in three years. That's not our issue, and uh, you know we had some offensive struggles the last three years early out. Uh, but, you know, we'll get it figured out. But, um, yeah, not, not happy, just like you guys. I mean, it's just one game. we got to flush it. But um, not a good result for us by any stretch of the imagination. We talked about uh, John John Gazdar. He was three for four on the night, three RBIs and a run scored. Uh, that'll get it done. That'll get it done. And uh, this is, a, again, a veteran Austin P team. But I, I, I simply don't care about their resume. We're Mississippi State. We have a standard that we have to play up to and coach to and execute to. And here's the thing I think it's important to understand. Baseball is not an emotional game. It's not like football, right, where you can just get angry and go out there and run over people and go score a touchdown or go get a first down. It's not like that. Baseball is a game of execution. Not that football's not, but you could sometimes can just get by out-athleting people in football. You can't in baseball. You can't out-athlete people in baseball. You got to execute. You do. And while we're executing pitches at a high level, we're not executing on offense right now. And uh, I, I'm a GoTro fan. I think his approach to hitting is a very good one. Uh, but uh, we have not done a lot with our pitch selection at the plate. Our fan, our, our players got to do a better job there. So the fun will continue again today at 4 p.m. 
uh, at Duty Noble Field. Encourage you to come out and be a part of that. Saw a good many of students out there last night. Thank you so much for being a part of this. These are some of the greatest years of your life. And you don't want to look back and tell your, your family, well, what you do for fun? Well, I watched Netflix and played on my phone. Uh, you know, get out and go do some things. I saw some pictures recently, some people would share with me of their time at Mississippi State. And, you know, people were sitting out there in the lounge and, you know, girls got their halter tops on and their bell bottoms and guys sitting out there drinking a cold one. Everybody propped up on the, the hood of a car, tailgate of a truck. Those are great memories. Get out and go make some of those yourself. You know, relationships matter a whole lot more than technology does. I know technology allows us to be connected, but uh, be sure and get out there and enjoy some time with your friends because you never know. You never know when things are going to change. You just don't know. Uh, so, again, we don't have pitching matchups for today, but uh, Mississippi State honestly needs to come out and put up about a dozen runs. We really do, and there needs to be some continuity. we got to get some juice going into this Georgia Southern series. I know Georgia Southern didn't have a great weekend, but that, that's a team – they do a really good job there, uh, especially in their conference. People forget two years ago they hosted a regional. Our friend Jared Banco, the AD out there, uh, doing a nice job. But, you know, again, our challenges right now for Mississippi State are offensive. And every game there's been a little bit of something, right? We haven't played our best baseball yet. Even in that eight, eight that, the big win on Sunday, Still some issues. With some base running blunders, you know, on Saturday. And that's the thing that you begin to, to, to tell yourself. Last night, you chased a lot of bad pitches. Now, give them credit for throwing some pitches that were worth swinging at, or so you thought. But our issues are correctable. You run the, ba- the bases. I mean, you can be a U-trip team out there and know how to run the bases, right? So we ran ourselves into some outs on Saturday and last night. We just didn't do what we needed to do at the plate. And people forget. I mean, you know, Bryce Chance, Hunter Hines, Dakota Jordan, those are pro hitters. They are. Are they going to make the big leagues? I think Dakota probably will. Bryce Chance probably needs to uh, – will probably need to move. As I talked to a scout yesterday, we talked about the profile, right? Uh, his offensive profile probably fits, you know, as a second baseman or something like that. You know, he's worked some there this fall. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll see. But uh, Bryce Chance leading the team now with a 400 average. Uh, Bryce got six hits. Hunter's got six. Amani's got six. Dakota's got five. Outside of that, there's just not much. There's not much to, to cheer about. And that's the thing: is your stars can't be the only ones to carry you. Simple as that. We've got to have some length in this order. Some guys have got to step up. Again, you start looking through it. Nobody else on the team has more than two hits. Four games into this thing. That, that just can't be. That, that can't be. Uh, as a team right now, uh, we're hitting 260. That's not going to get it done. Our opponents are only hitting 215, and then we have a 500 record. I mean, again, when, the, when we're having the pitching that we've had here as of late, you've got to make that stand up. You have to make that stand up. And, and we're striking out. It, uh, the frequency of our strikeouts is just way, way, way too high. Way. We struck out 30 times. And you say, well, Steve, we struck out our opponents 51. We should. We're Mississippi State. And, again, our pitching's been excellent through four games. But uh, in big moments, we just seem to find trouble putting the ball in play. And, again, I've got confidence in Gotro. They'll get that figured out. i got confidence in Dakota and Hunter and those guys. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's frustrating to lose a ball game like that because um, even though I think they'll be good in their league, I don't think Austin P ends up being a tournament team. Maybe they, maybe they, they surprise 
But uh, they got some pieces for sure. And they're 3-1. And, and they own a victory over our Diamond Dogs after last night. And again, look forward to uh, seeing everybody out there at the yard tonight. And uh, come out and be a part of it. All right, it's time for today's top 10 list. As always, brought to you by CloseWithBlair.com. That's C-L-O-S-E with Blair, B-L-A-I-R.com. Blair's a mortgage professional. He's licensed in all 50 states. This is not just a Mississippi experience. He can get it done. Uh, Blair is a mortgage professional, 23 years of experience, back-to-back-to-back years, top 1% close ratio in the country. And he's one of us. How about that? You can keep the business in the family. You don't have to worry about that uh, money going to some faraway corporation. You know, Blair works for Priority One Mortgage now, recently made that move. The same level of service follows him wherever he goes. Guys, if you're looking to maybe get a second home, maybe you want to get a condo, a game day condo, or maybe the dream of home ownership has eluded you all these many years. It may not be just because of your financial situation. It may be because you tied your wagon to the wrong loan originator. Give Blair a chance to help you. Blair's a guy that can get things done. Make a legacy. Leave something for your children. Buy a home. Put your money in a big house. Get yourself a pretty wife, as Tom Kiefer once told us. Give Blair a call. Text today at 601-500-2344. Again, that's 601-500-2344. All right, we uh, recently talked about um, Chicago, the band Chicago. And uh, Diane Warren, who uh, has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She's also uh, very well recognized in the music industry. She's one of the best songwriters. She's not a, a great musician, just so you guys know. If you ever listen to her stuff, I mean, it's, it's, she's not a great singer, but she is a great songwriter. What's interesting, too, is she's written so many very emotional and romantic songs that people have had in their weddings. And uh, she is a person, by her own admission, has been very unlucky in love. She just says that she's just not a giver. You know, she's never been in love with somebody like she is with her music. And we all need some creative outlet. But it's interesting, though, there's so many tortured geniuses out there that just simply don't ever make it happen for themselves. But it's ironic that somebody that uh, has never truly been in love could write so many amazing love songs. She's had a ton of hits. She's had 16 number ones on the adult contemporary chart. She's had nine number ones in the top 40. So I went through her catalog, and... Uh, it's remarkable to think about the songs that she's written that are part of the soundtrack of our lives. And so here are my top 10 songs written by Diane Warren. You may disagree, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but she's an extremely talented lady. And uh, again, not exactly uh, a great singer herself. Not all of us are born with a great singing voice. Even though it's a skill, you can get better at it. Uh, that's important to understand, too. But I thought, hey, let's let's uh, you know kind of throw a ball in her way, and let's talk about some of those songs. All right, number ten. There was a super group led by John Waite in the late '80s, a band called Bad English. They were they did a couple of albums, but the, the debut album had a bunch of hits on it. But the debut song that was really the one that got everybody on the bandwagon was a song written by Diane Warren. It's "When I See You Smile" by Bad English, number ten. It really wasn't in my wheelhouse. I liked a little more of an edge. I like guitars, as you guys know. I like songs with a little punch. But this song was everywhere. And uh, they had some other hits. The Price of Love was a big one, too. 
But a lot of people in my era had this album because, you know, power ballads were kind of the thing. And they kind of made, uh, I guess, a bit of a uh, an impact on the genre with, uh, with all of their power ballads. This is one of them. Number nine, not an 80s rock song at all, but a song that everybody knows. Huge hit. I don't know if you remember DeBarge, but you should. Did you know that Diane Warren wrote The Rhythm of the Night? You're the beat and the rhythm of the night. Great song. Great, great, great 80s pop song. And uh, Diane Warren came up with it. Number eight, and again, kind of flies in the face of all the irony about her personal life. Uh, Celine Dion had, has recorded multiple songs from Diane Warren. Perhaps the most notable is Because You Loved Me. I mean, think about that for a second, that somebody that is incapable of maintaining a romantic relationship could write a song like that that means so much to so many people. It's crazy. Because You Love Me, number eight. Now, a little Mississippi flair here. And there was some controversy about this thing, too, because that's the thing about being a songwriter. is like you, know, you can license somebody to, to record your song, and you can license somebody else to do it, depending on the licensing agreement. And uh, Leanne Rhymes from right here in the great state of Mississippi, had a big breakthrough hit with uh, How Do I Live? That's Diane Warren's song. You know, Trisha Yearwood also recorded that, and, and she won an award for that. Now, I remember she had a very, very, very disappointing acceptance speech when she won that award. She made a comment, I'm just so glad with so many versions of the song out there that the committee could see through this. You know, why are you taking a shot at Leanne Rhymes? And you know, Trisha Yearwood, in many respects, kind of fell from grace after that. I think a lot of people saw that as very petty, and it was. Leanne Rhymes, actually, her version of this song is better, in my estimation, than Trisha Yearwood. That's why we're using it. Leanne Rhymes, one of us. Number six, Tony Braxton. Man, I absolutely love Tony Braxton. And uh, one of her biggest hits was not a Tony Braxton creation. As a matter of fact, Tony doesn't write a lot of her music, but it's Unbreak My Heart. Say You'll Love Me Again, right? That's Diane Warren. And Tony Braxton, a very soulful performance there. Absolutely love that track. I know you will too. Now, number five, this might be the biggest surprise of all. You probably will have no clue that Diane Warren wrote this song. It's the Pet Shop. No, it's not the Pet Shop Boys. It's Millie Vanilli's Blame It on the Rain. Did you know that? That's a little bit of a trivia question for you. Who wrote Blame It on the Rain? It was all this controversy about who actually performed the song. And if you haven't watched the documentary out there, let me encourage you to watch that. It's great. No matter what fan you are or what type of music you listen to, it's an incredible story to see how it all kind of came to be. And also to find out, too, that the producer, this wasn't his first time doing this. It's not... It's so interesting. Even if you're not a huge fan of music, I think you'll enjoy that. But uh, Blame It on the Rain, Diane Warren writes the song, and Millie Vanilli performs the song, or somebody else performs it on their behalf, and they get up there and just kind of lip-sync and pantomime through it. What's so crazy, too, about the Millie Vanilli thing is uh, back in those days, we are using digital audio tape a lot. And so, you know, in the band that I was with, sometimes we would sequence some parts and you'd have like a little uh, three-and-a-half-inch floppy disk at times you'd push in, and you get to certain songs because you couldn't pull off all the layers, right? There's just so much to it, like especially when you're, you're doing electronic music and things like that. There's just a ton to it. 
And so it wasn't a big deal to have that. But I remember when Millie Vanilli, the big bus came that they were that they were pantomiming or lip syncing, whatever you want to call it. That their digital audio tape got stuck. And they just try to work their way through it, and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, they're lip syncing. They're not really playing music." Everybody uses backing tracks these days. Millie Vanilli was just kind of the first ones to get caught doing it. But everybody, you go see a show these days, you're not watching a ton of live music. There's a lot of digital backing tracks. They're out there. It's just so interesting. In those days, it was absolute sacrilege. But nowadays, people are like, hey, if you're paying all this money to come see a show, it needs to be a top-notch show, even if the band isn't top-notch at that point. All right, number four, one of my favorite heart songs, also written by Diane Warren, as you know, or it would be on our list. An amazing track. And man, Ann Wilson nails a vocal on this. It's Who Will You Run To from Heart. Absolutely love this track. Uh, who will you run to when it all falls down? It's one of those things, too. When you write songs like that, you need somebody that can capture the essence and the emotion of a song, and then Wilson absolutely does here. Number three, maybe a bit of a surprise to many of you, maybe. Uh, I think the other, the, the final two are probably songs you know well. I know that Diane Warren was part of that, but uh, number three is uh, Starship's Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Huge hit. They still play it. It's anthemic. And it's a Diane Warren creation. Amazing song. And, uh, of course, there was the Jefferson Airplane. They became Jefferson Starship and then ultimately just dropped the Jefferson and went with Starship. Had a resurgence in the mid to late 80s, and this was a big part of it. Number six, no, excuse me, number two, pardon me. Number two, the song is probably most notable for the video. His shares out there, very scantily clad, parading around on the uh, naval cruise ship with uh, some sailors. They were all too eager to see her. Big comeback for Cher. If I could turn back time. Great track. And kind of sticking with the Cher theme too, Diane Warren also wrote Just Like Jesse James. Great song. Huge hit for Cher. Number one, though, and uh, if you've seen the movie Armageddon, you know the track I'm talking about. Absolutely incredible. It's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Steven Tyler nails the vocal on this. And uh, I remember when the MTV Video Music Awards came out, Pink and I Don't Want to Miss a Thing were both nominated. They asked Steven Terry, which song are you rooting for? And he said Pink because it was their song. It's their created. They, they were picked uh, to record this song for that motion picture soundtrack. Ended up being an amazing track. One of the things about this song, though, it's always kind of gotten on my nerves, as much as I love it, is in the mix, the triangle. They're playing a triangle down the stretch. It's too loud. And now that you've heard me say that, when you listen to that song, you're going to hear it too. Maybe you've never heard it before, but you'll never be able to unhear it after that. The triangle is too loud in the mix. Just my estimation. But uh, there you go. Our tribute to the music of uh, Diane Warren, one of the best songwriters in American music history. And again, it's rather ironic that she writes so much about the love and then doesn't experience it. It's interesting. It really is. Uh, and, and that's the thing, too. Like, every tragic hero has a tragic flaw. Like, in, in mostly creative people, there's always something. You know, it's like, what was the guy's name that wrote the uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus? And he'd been, like, divorced multiple times. He's writing books about relationships. And that was everywhere, right? Everywhere. And uh, I know the marriage boot camp people, 
uh, Elizabeth, I can't remember her husband. Dan and I went out there for our 25-year anniversary just to kind of clean out the closet. Didn't have any problems at all. We just wanted to go out there and kind of deepen our relationship a little bit, and, uh, our, it, and they're divorced. It's interesting. There are a lot of people out there that kind of tell you what to do and can't do it themselves. It's kind of how this Diane Warren thing is. It's like she can't tell you how to love, or she can tell you how to love, but she can't love you back. It's just so interesting. It really is. And uh, there's just so many things you think about. There's a lot of, you know, parallels you can draw in life. There's a lot of people out there that are experts. I mean, there's a lot of people, like look at Nick Saban, for example. And Nick Saban was just kind of a, an also-ran at Kent State. He ends up being one of the best coaches that ever lived. Mike Leach didn't even play college football. And then changed the game, not just the college game, but the pro game. All that stuff, it's an interesting juxtaposition in life. It certainly is. There are a lot of people that can tell you what to do, but they could do it themselves. That's always very interesting, you know. Uh, so uh, if you have ideas for the top ten list, reach out let us know. Uh, the best way to do that is to hit up Roy on Twitter or X, whatever you call it these days. His handle is Dogmatic67, D-A-W-G-M-A-T-I-C-6-7. And our great lists are on Spotify. Roy takes the time to put that up for us, and uh, pretty exceptional job that he does there. Probably doesn't get enough uh, credit, but uh, it's interesting that I've been places and people have wanted to get Roy's picture. They say, hey, this is the guy that does a top ten list. So uh, we've made Roy famous for that, and uh, so probably one of his best qualities. I- I'm saying that because Roy's my friend. You know, I-, I can afford to give him a little bit of grief on the show. I love Roy. I lo- love Missy, the- also the whole crew. Uh, the family has gotten to know my family over the years, and, and uh, they've become our friends. And uh, they're coming to float soon. Eager to get Roy's review of that. And uh, Roy's a guy that probably needs to float. Yeah, he's a, a lot of people out there that are you know kind of stressed out like all the rest of us. And I can tell you, I, I floated three days this week, and uh, I, I feel so at peace right now. Like There's so much going on in my life. I mean, it's like there's the business of covering Mississippi State – We've opened a new business, which means that I don't see Dana quite as much. If I want to see her, i got to go up there. You know, it's time to go to bed. Uh, and then in addition to that, I'm writing a new book. There's just a lot going on. And so I really thought that floating regularly may help me, you know, maintain a good level of stress, and that's really how it's been. So Roy will get a chance to experience that. He and Missy, they're all excited about it. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for you guys to experience it too. I, I shared with you guys, I guess on Monday – I told Dana on Sunday, we were sitting there, and like we, we had a batch of, you know, really good float experiences. Some people were coming out, just kind of giving rave reviews about how much they enjoyed it. And I said, you know, I've, I've never had a job where everybody leaves happy. I mean, you think about this, like even in my business at Jeans Page, as successful as we've been, really the people that I hear the most from are people that are leaving. You know, it's like, well, you know, I've just decided the team's not doing well, and I just don't want to keep up with this, and I'm going to cancel. And, and uh, you know, sadly, I've had some guys over the years that have reached out and, Found out they're terminally ill, and, and one of the, the the sweetest stories that I can ever share with you. And I don't share this in any way to praise myself. I want to make sure you understand that. Um, you know, we get to know our people a little bit over there, know their personalities, and 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 listen. Some of those people I would never want to go to dinner with, right? Um, you know, we all see life a little bit differently. And and I had a guy message me. It's been some time ago. And uh, he said, I, I need to cancel. And he'd been a, a member with us for 20 years. And he said, hey, um, they told me I've got three months to live. And uh, I don't want my wife, after I'm gone, to have to figure out all this stuff. You know, how to cancel this. And, of course, it drafts from our checking account. And 
I got a lot of things out there that, uh, you know, bills of mine that I'm just trying to tie up all these loose ends before I pass away. And I just don't want her to be having to figure all this stuff out. And I thought, you know, what, what a great gesture from a loving husband on his way out to, to simplify things for his wife, that you give her less things to worry about. And he goes, so it's nothing against you. And he wrote this real long message. And he said, you know, Steve, I want to thank you for everything you've done for Mississippi State and all the work over the years. And I get emotional thinking about that, you know, because we do become part of people's everyday life. And you become part of ours. And so I comped him. I was like, you know, listen, in your final days, I don't want you to be without something that brings you joy. And so we allowed him to cancel his membership, and I comped him. Uh, for the remainder of his life, and it was just a few months, and he passed away. And I got a, a really nice message from his wife. And she said, thank you for doing that for him. And again, I gotta, I, I've got to fight it back right now. And she said it, it meant so much to him in the end uh, to be able to keep up with the coaching search. And she said it gave him a lot of you know, distractions and things like that when his, through his day when he would be laying around in bed and, and uh, couldn't get out and do much. But, uh, you know, he could get on his tablet or his, his laptop and kind of read the updates on the coaching search because he loved Mississippi State. And it makes me feel like I've done something good for somebody else, right? Because I can't begin to imagine, you know, a guy that loved Mississippi State as much as this gentleman did and then – in the final days of his life when he needed an escape from what he was dealing with to not have that. And so to be able to give that to him is something that um, it means an awful lot to me. It really does. And uh, so I share that with you. I didn't plan to get all melancholy here. But, um, you know, I, I, I love each and every one of you. And uh, I have had so many messages over the years where people have said, you know, hey, Hey, I just want you to know dad died and he loved Jeans Page and he read it every day with his morning coffee. He'd get up and read your content or read Dave Murray or Mike Nemeth or Gene or whoever. And uh, it means a lot to hear from those people because sometimes people just disappear. And so to flip back to the true rest part of it, yeah, I told Dana, I said, you know, I've never worked anywhere where everybody that left left happy. It's weird. I mean, it really is. And you begin to ask yourself, why in life more like this? you know, that people can just be satisfied or whatever, and you see them leave. Because it, what happens is we facilitate so many very mundane day-to-day transactions. So th- there's not a lot of things that happen. Like you go in the store and you get you buy yourself an energy drink and maybe a snack, and, you know, you're not shaking hands with people. You're not hugging necks. And more times than not, they don't even tell you, thank you for coming in, right? They just, okay, that'll be 545, whatever, you know, and then they bag up your stuff and you're on your way. It's, it's a very uneventful exchange of money for goods and services. It really is. And so it's been so unique to see all of this kind of play out. And uh, I've shared with you guys before, there's so many people that treat me much better than I deserve. True story. And I'm not going to sit here and be self-loathing. I've done a lot for the Mississippi State fan base. I have. I've committed my adult and professional life to this thing. But I tell people all the time, Dana is not in my shadow. She is the light to my path. And there are so many people that have had a chance to meet her through this. And uh, I've got, you know, I see the Facebook messages and I see the response from people. And they say, you know, Dana is amazing. She's a great hostess and she made us feel so comfortable. And we just absolutely love Dana. And I told her from the beginning, you know, my name may get the door swinging, but you're the one that will keep them coming back. And so it's our business and uh, we're, we're extremely excited about it. But 
As I mentioned to her yesterday, as I brought her some flowers, just because uh, kind of a late Valentine's Day gift and also kind of a grand opening happy, you know, I just surprised her yesterday and brought those flowers. And I said, you know, I got to thinking about this when I said Sunday that uh, watching people come in and float and leave kind of makes me think what it must be like delivering flowers. And can you imagine how much fun that would be to deliver flowers, to see people's positive reactions all the time? And of course, at times, you got to go drop off some funeral flowers, and that's not fun. But to be able to show up at somebody's place of business and bring them some flowers, or maybe they're having a difficult time, or maybe they're having an important time in their life and relationship, to be able to go hand them flowers uh, would be incredible. And I, I read a book one time about a guy. That's what he did after he retired. He was around the house and kind of, you know, Missed being out in the public, and so he took a part-time job delivering flowers, and he said it was the best job he ever had. And so I share that with you just because of the fact that uh, I, I believe in our business, but also, too, I just wish life was more like that. I wish life was just more like that, that, um, you know, we found a way to make each other's day a little bit easier. So, uh, but thanks, as always, for your support of the Top Ten List. Our next segment of the show brought to you by Campus Bookmart, a Stark Villian institution. I love Campus Bookmart. You probably do too. If you don't, it's because you don't know them, and you should know them. There's no better place to buy Mississippi State merchandise in the world than Campus Bookmart, a Stark Vol business, a Stark Villian institution. Miss Kathy Brown does an amazing job outfitting that store in the latest Mississippi State merchandise apparel. Uh, go by and get your new Mississippi State baseball stuff. And, uh, you know, again, I, I believe in sports-specific stuff. Like, I don't believe in wearing a football jersey to a basketball game, right? That's just me. Maybe you see it differently. But to outfit your family with uh, gear that you can wear to all of Mississippi State sporting events. Uh, baseball, of course, uh, now in full swing, no pun intended, but get some Mississippi State basketball gear and some Mississippi State baseball gear. And, uh, and wear it. And maybe you say, you know what, Steve, I just can't afford to, to stock the closet with all that stuff. You can get the M over S hoodie or you can just get a Mississippi State shirt and, uh, and look sharp wherever you go. Uh, visit them when you're in town. But if you can't make it to town, visit them on the World Wide Web at campusbookmart.net. And by being a uh, loyal Boneyard listener, get a phrase that pays. It is BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. That gets you free shipping on all orders over 75 bucks. Any order less than $75, absolutely incomplete. All right, Mississippi State Ole Miss going to suit up and get after it tonight at Humphrey Coliseum. Uh, you know, we had a disappointing loss. We went to Oxford. We lost 86-82. Had our chances in that game, but give Ole Miss a lot of credit. Uh, they made the plays down the stretch to win. Mississippi State did not, and they earned the victory. Of course, State had a chance. Just didn't get it done. Things have changed a little bit for Ole Miss since then, a little, little more difficult time. They, uh, they host Auburn and uh, lose by 14. If you recall, Ole Miss was uh, big in that ball game, and uh, the Tigers come roaring back and win 91-77. For some reason, that matchup just simply favors Auburn. Then they go to South Carolina and nearly pull off the upset down there, but they lose by three. And Mississippi State had a similar experience, and we went to Columbia. Then they take on Kentucky and Lexington and get beat 75-63. And, again, I still believe Kentucky's one of the more talented teams in this conference. Missouri, winless Missouri, gave Ole Miss all they wanted and then some on Saturday. The Rebels win 79-76. So they have lost three of the last four, and the one win is over the last place team in this conference. And they'll head to Mississippi State tonight, where State's been very, very good. 
at home, and uh, Rebels have not been good on the road. I don't know if you've kept up with it or not. I don't know many of you have. But uh, the Rebels on the season, 19-6 and six overall, 6-6 six and six in the SEC, 14-1 and one at home. Of course, that one loss comes to Auburn. And then away, 3-5 and five on our neutral floor, 2-0. and oh. So uh, not been great, but again, a couple more wins on the road than Mississippi State's been able to earn. But 19-6 and six overall, State 17-8. and eight. So the overall record is a little bit better. Also, the quality of, non- qual- of non-conference competition, not quite as challenging. But, of course, we did lose to Southern. But all that I understood, this is a game that Mississippi State has to win. Now, we're favored to win. We're playing at home. It's a big game for both teams as we're both kind of on the bubble and battling for postseason positioning. we got to have it. And uh, it's an 8 p.m. tip tonight. It's going to be a raucous crowd. Students, I'm calling on you. Don't let people sit on their hands. You guys are the lifeblood of that arena, and we certainly need you. We do. Game's going to be broadcast ESPN, too, if you couldn't make it. And a lot of our fans, you know, Late night tips are make it kind of tough, and um, you know, kind of is what it is. But we we need a great group for sure, and it works out well. Baseball is at four. We should be done around six thirty or seven, and then you can make your way over to Humphrey Coliseum. You don't have to pick and choose if you're in the area, uh, but uh, let's just kind of be honest with it. This basketball game tonight, most important game of the day. Now, Chris Amonis would shudder to hear me say that, but he he gets it right we got to win them both. We need to have a doubleheader sweep today where baseball takes care of Austin P. But uh, this ball game tonight means so much to both teams, but especially us since we lost the first one. Uh, again, a chance for us to kind of stay ahead. State's well ahead of Ole Miss in the net, and that's a product of the non-conference schedule. But you got to protect the home floor. And when you think about what State has left on this schedule, this is a huge, huge game. Not just because it's Ole Miss and a rivalry game. It's because it's a team that has similarly situated us in the standings and a team that we're competing against to get into the tournament. If the tournament started the day, they'd pick us over them. However, if Ole Miss beats us here and they can claim a 2-0 record, that's something that's got to be considered. Now, after this ballgame, and we talked about how important this four-game quadrant was, right? You've taken down Georgia. You've taken down Missouri and played really well there in the second half. And then you survive a scare against Arkansas, but you win. So State's won three in a row. So two teams kind of trending in different directions. And so you'd expect, hey, Ole Miss has lost three or four. State's won three in a row. This game's in Starkville. It favors Mississippi State. We absolutely have to have it. Absolutely have to have this one. Because down the stretch, it's tough, man. And, it's, and we, we, we belabor the point sometimes on the show, but Saturday we're going to head to Baton Rouge. And LSU, not a great team, but good enough to beat us in their home arena, especially considering our road woes. And then Kentucky comes back in on Tuesday, and then you're at Auburn, and you're at Texas A&M, and then South Carolina comes here. So we only got a handful of games left, and State's not going to be favored in many of those. But we have done what we needed to do during this stretch – We've risen in the standings, and we've made hay while the sun was shining. You finish this one up here, and you begin to look at the next four. And if you can find a way you know, down the stretch there to maybe get a split, you start feeling a whole lot better about you know, your circumstances. But, again, we're, we're right there on the bubble. 
this is one we can ill afford to lose. Now, the Ole Miss team, pretty much what they have been, right? I mean, it's not like they went out and signed some free agents and uh, got off to a really, really strong start. And, again, a lot of that's a product of some very, uh, you know, pedestrian non-conference scheduling. But that is what it is. And, yeah, you're a first-year coach. You're trying to get a sense of who your team is and what you have. It makes sense to go schedule some wins. It does. But Matthew Morrell has been really, really good for Ole Miss and uh, leads them with 17.1 points per game. Alan Flanagan, son of uh, former Mississippi State basketball assistant Wes Flanagan, 15.5 points a game. Jalen Murray with 14. And uh, Jamin Brakefield with, uh, with a dozen. And that's the thing, too. When you start working through this, four guys averaging double-digit figures or more, and they're getting some solid contribution off the bench. Uh, this is a team – we're going to have to play well. They're not going to just show up here and lay down for us. We're going to have to go win the basketball game. And we'll see how things go. It's simple as that. But uh, we need a raucous crowd. We don't just need to sell a bunch of tickets. We need people to show up. If you can't make tonight's game, let's try to get those hands, those tickets in the hands of another Bulldog fan. Pardon me. We need every Bulldog we can possibly get in that arena tonight. That's very, very important. And uh, if you can't make it, we certainly want you to watch and be there with us in spirit. But this is a game where the home court advantage has got to mean something. And typically, it is a very, very uh, competitive crowd because, uh, you know, some of our rival fans will be there too. Now, one of the things I want to mo bring up too, uh, I think it's important to kind of understand this. I, I recently saw some pictures, you know, when some of our fans went to the, um, went to the Old Miss Arena, the Pavilion, and uh, got the uh, middle finger salute from some people. I saw some pictures. People shared that with me. Uh, that's not who we are, okay? So we don't want to do that. We, we, when they come in here, we want to win the ball game. But let's not have any extracurricular activities, right? I'm a firm believer that opposing fans should be seen and not heard. That's my, that's my attitude. And so shout them out, okay? Let's not have any, any difficulties. Uh, these Ole Miss fans that come in are our guests. And, again, we really don't want them to be there. But when they are here, we don't want them to be mistreated. I know how some of our fans get treated up there. And so it's not just about taking the higher road. Guys, we are all representatives of Mississippi State. When you put that Mississippi State shirt on, I mean, how many times do you see it? Like some state or Ole Miss fan will get arrested and there's the mug shot and they're wearing their team logo and that picture makes the rounds. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, typical state fan, typical Ole Miss fan. When you choose allegiance – you are a representative of Mississippi State, unofficially, but you are still a representative of Mississippi State. That's one of the things that I love about you know, when, when people come here. It's In some respects, like LSU, there's, there's a 10% of their fans that uh, make it intolerable for everybody else. But when you go to Baton Rouge, just about everybody down there give you some sausage or you know a bowl of jambalaya and let you eat. Our people do a, a good job with that too, and, and that's kind of our reputation. I mean, how many times do you read – each year during baseball season that, hey, we went up there and spent some time in the lounge and these people fed us and we got these pictures and the kids all enjoyed it. You know, we want you to have a great time. We want you to lose too. We want you to have a great time. And so I just think it's important to understand when we go out there, there are these incidences. We, we just don't want Mississippi State to look bad. We just don't. We simply don't want that to happen. Uh, we want to go out there and beat people to death. We want to beat people – uh, to the point that they never want to play us again. But we don't want to mistreat our fans. I'm a firm believer in you reap what you sow, right, as, as some people kind of call it karma these days. But uh, I'm a firm believer. 
when you put negative energy out, you get negative energy back. And so I'm just trying to push out as much positivity as I can and help as many people as I can. And so, again, let's treat everybody with dignity and respect, and let's go beat them by like 70. And maybe they'll leave at halftime, right? But, again, we don't want any incidents. So please, 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 um, you know, be on your best behavior and yell really, really loud at the right times. It's an important aspect of every bit of this. And so uh, taking a quick look at the standings here and the schedule, we talked about it briefly uh, on Monday's show, but uh, there has been some basketball, you know, uh, some basketball going to be played tonight for sure. Uh, last night, Arkansas goes to College Station, this beleaguered Arkansas team that is performing well beneath the expectations. They go down to A&M and they win. And AM made it interesting late, but Arkansas hangs on to win by seven. Tennessee goes to Missouri and wins 72 to 67. I'm not sure what to make of this Tennessee team. Let's be honest about it. You know, they Missouri's played really competitively the last couple ball games, right? But Tennessee, with their athleticism, they should have made that trip to Como and won that game handily. I, I could see Tennessee being one of these teams that you look at, you know. When you have the March Madness video, all of a sudden there's like some 15 seed that upsets a two seed and everybody's going crazy. That could be Tennessee. They, they could be one of those teams that gets upset in the first round of the tournament because you just never know what Tennessee team you're going to get. All right, tonight Florida's at Alabama. That's an ESPN2 game. It starts at 6. That'll be part of our, our doubleheader. Uh, Georgia is at Vanderbilt. you got to like Georgia's uh, chances there. And then Kentucky's at LSU. And, of course, Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Now, you know, our rooting interest is we want, we want all of our contemporaries to lose. We kind of want the chalk to hold uh, with the upper half, and we want the lower half to kind of stay where they are. But we need some teams around us to continue to clear. But the bottom line is Mississippi State needs to take care of business, period. We win ball games. We don't need somebody else to lose for us. And uh, as it stands right now, Ole Miss and State both right there at 6-6. Six and six. Two games – out of third place, two games out of third place. Of course, there's a lot of teams in there kind of tied up. Alabama leads a conference with a 10 and two record. Tennessee's 10 and three. South Carolina, Auburn nine and four. Auburn, excuse me, Florida and Kentucky eight and four. And then there's State and Ole Miss. So we have a chance to work ourselves up into the top half of this league and really solidify our position in the postseason. And the good thing is, is that we're going to play most of the teams ahead of us down the stretch. You know, Kentucky. They come here. Auburn, we got to go there. South Carolina comes here. So we're going to have a chance to kind of shake up the packing order just a little bit. Again, you know, beneath Ole Miss and State, AM at six and seven. We got to go there and play them. LSU five and seven. We got to go there and play them. So there's some room for some upward and downward mobility. Georgia four and eight. Remember, everybody was raving about Mike White and those guys early on. But it, again, it's, it's you know, it, it's a new regime. It takes some time. Arkansas, 4-9, and nine, now 13-13 and 13 overall. You begin to wonder now, can Arkansas even make the NIT? I'd say probably not. Uh, Vanderbilt's 2-10, and 10, and in Missouri, 0-13. Winless. Winless in Columbia. And again, that's the team that gave Ole Miss all they wanted and then some uh, over the weekend. So again, Ole Miss, the last couple weeks, hasn't played as well as many people expected. We have probably played as expected or better we got to solidify our standing this weekend, or excuse me, tonight, by taking care of this uh, and taking care of Ole Miss. And I know many of you will be watching with uh, great anticipation. I uh, feel good about the ball game and uh, certainly feel like that we're beginning to settle a little bit as a lineup. 
But the most important thing is we're winning the games that we're, expe- we're expected to win. If we continue to do that and then maybe pick off one or two we're not expected to win, uh, you really put yourself in a much better situation. We just want to make the field, and then we'll see what happens with the matchups. I think Chris Jans and his staff are certainly capable always of uh, putting a game plan together against anybody in the country. Sometimes you just get beat, and sometimes the other team is just better. But our team is always prepared, and I think that's the, the sign of good coaching. We are prepared to play men's basketball. And there had not been many times this year that you just get embarrassed, and when you do, you just kind of flush it and move on. But the reality of it is this is a big one tonight, huge. A lot riding on this one and uh, on multiple levels for sure. I know many of you want to get out there and have a good time on Twitter. You know, be careful out there in those Twitter streets because things the, the script can flip on you in a hurry. Right. But it's just Twitter. I mean, go out there and have a good time. Right. There's some people take it way too seriously and some people take it way too far. I've had to deal with both consequences in every aspect. Uh, but all that understood, let's get out and support uh, the Bulldogs tonight. All right. Final segment of the show brought to you by the Stark Vegas Clubhouse. If you're looking to bring a big group to Starkville, look no further than the Stark Vegas Clubhouse. Whether it's a midweek work trip, maybe you're having to bring a crew up here. Maybe you're working on a campus. Maybe you're working around the Golden Triangle. And you just kind of need an HQ. You can set up at Stark Vegas Clubhouse, have some communal work areas, and then everybody has their own individual quarters. Yeah, you can go out there and get five hotel rooms. That's a waste of money, though. Because not only is it more expensive, it's also a situation where when you're in the hotel room, you got to go out and eat. If you're going to be here for multiple days, stay at the Stark Vegas Clubhouse and go stock that fridge and that pantry, and you can cook yourself. Sure. And if you're coming for ballgame weekends, what better place to be five minutes away from the Mississippi State campus? That's an important aspect of this thing, too. It's not like we got you tucked away out in the middle of nowhere. But everybody can have their own room. And uh, whether you're going to bring, you know, a group of the girls together and have like a, a staycation, whatever. Maybe you live in Starkville and it's like, hey, we don't have enough room here, but I want all my friends from college to come. Let's do a bridal shower, a baby shower, whatever. Let's just spend some time together. What a wonderful venue to choose the Stark Vegas Clubhouse. In addition to that, you know, maybe it's a guys weekend. I don't know what you're planning, right? But rather than kind of everybody go congregate all over the the area and then we're going to meet up at, uh, you know, a local watering hole, why don't, why don't just everybody get together and just buy some adult beverages and you can sit out by the fire pit or on that back porch and just kind of reminisce and talk about the good days going by. Stark Vegas Clubhouse. And uh, when you Google it, you can find their Facebook page. You can peruse the pictures, all the amenities that are available to you. In addition to that, too, you can book through Airbnb or VRBO. It's completely up to you. But if you book through the Evolve website, I can save you 10%. Promo code BSR10. BSR10. Uh, Be sure and go check them out today. Uh, And and that's the thing, too. A lot of times when you find out there's a cool venue, you just go ahead and plan an event. It's like, hey, I never thought about that. It's a great time. Just recently... I had dinner in Hattiesburg with my five best friends from high school. And it's like, hey, wouldn't it be great if we all got together a little more often? Yeah. Well, what could we do? Well, why don't we just go you know, run out to Stark Vegas Clubhouse and we can all run around up here. Just have a good time and just be together. Get out the old yearbooks. Tell us some stories. Bring the family. I don't know what you want to do. But wouldn't it be great if we spent more time together? That's it. Incredible, incredible opportunity at the Stark Vegas Clubhouse. Be sure and check it out today. 
All right, Mississippi State women getting ready to get back in action. The ladies have been fun to watch. I mean, listen, I know we had a bad week last week. We did. Let's just kind of call it for what it is. We did. And we really wanted that game against Ole Miss. But uh, ladies are 20 and 7, 7 and 5 in the Southeastern Conference now. We kind of broke down the schedule, the, the standings uh, earlier in the week. But um, there's still games to play. And guys, women's basketball, the regular season is nearly over. Think about that for a second. Yeah. Now, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky coming in this weekend, Thursday. And for those of you that watch, you remember what a challenge it was for us to win in Kentucky. Every time we go up there, something weird happens. They were really good. And uh, we've got to find a way to win again. This is a game we got to have. We've been, uh, we've been good at home. And then obviously we head to Alabama on Sunday, back to Auburn on Thursday, and then senior day. The finale of the regular season is March 3rd. It's hard to believe February is almost over. But we have four ladies' games left on the regular season slate. It goes by so quickly. It absolutely does. Now, let's take a look at Kentucky and kind of see what's happened with them since we have seen them last. I think that's an important aspect of every bit of this is kind of seeing how teams are trending at this point. This Kentucky team, though, is so interesting to me, though. It's like you look at some of these pieces. They, they've got a couple of star players. They really do. But they don't. it's like they don't have enough. It's like you look at the matchup down low, and we don't exactly know exactly what's happening with Jessica Carter at this point. We, we do expect her to try to give it a go. She has the last two weeks. But uh, Kentucky 10-16, and 3-9 in the conference. They did win their most recent home, uh, home game, or excuse me, SEC game. They're ten and five at home, zero and eight away, and zero and three on neutral. So eleven games. Every time they have packed a bag and hit the road this year to play a women's basketball game, they have come home with a loss. I expect that to be the case, but um, the reality of it is, is they're going to have some confidence saying, you know what, we let Mississippi State off the hook when they saw us in Lexington back on February first. It's been three weeks ago now. It's hard to believe. Since that time, uh, Kentucky goes to Georgia, plays a very competitive game. They lose by seven. They get beat pretty well at home uh, by Texas A&M, 61-44. to 44. They go to Auburn and get shelled by 28. And then they beat Florida. Can you believe that? They beat Florida, 81-77 in Rupp over the weekend. That Florida team embarrassed Mississippi State. They really did. Now, our ladies fought hard in that ball game, but it really felt like the difference – between the talent level and the two teams without Jessica Carter on the floor was very much in favor of the Gators. But Kentucky finds a way to win that game. Crazy. So if we think we can just kind of show up and go through the motions, we're, you know, we're kidding ourselves. Now, after Kentucky plays us, they will um, they'll host South Carolina. That's a loss. They'll host Ole Miss, and you just simply never know. And then they go to LSU. That's a loss. So I'm sure they're thinking, hey, you got two games that are – pretty much sheer losses in two games that you may consider toss-ups. I'm sure they consider this one a toss-up after how we played against them last time. But Sam Purcell, after what Mississippi State women's basketball has, has gone through here in the last week, really shouldn't have to say a whole lot. Really shouldn't have to say a whole lot. You know, State had a um, five-game winning streak snapped against Florida. We lose by 20. And we go to Ole Miss, had our chances. We lose in overtime. And again, to their credit, they made the plays down the stretch. We didn't. 
you win this Kentucky game, obviously that helps you out a good bit. And, um, you know, when I think about, you know, kind of what happened last time, it just seemed like we just had so much difficulty taking care of the basketball. And I don't know if it's just because of the fact we'd been winning and we were doing so great. We think, okay, we've, we've got this, and Kentucky's not doing well. So we'll be able to handle this. But, man, Jessica Carter had to carry us for a while in that ballgame. And now all of a sudden Jessica's not 100%. I'm sure they'll tell you she's good to go, and I'm sure she's going to give us her best effort. But, you know, she's dealing with that uh, lower extremity injury. We, we believe it to be an ankle. But it's one of those deals you begin to think about is Kentucky will be encouraged to come here, and uh, Sam Purcell should not, absolutely should not, have to look at this team and say, okay, let's go. The ladies know how they played last time. They know that Kentucky uh, found some some open shots, and they made them. And they really beat us at times on the dribble drive. That was the thing, too, that just, you know, we are too quick defensively for that to happen. But it did. It absolutely did. Uh, so let's look where we are in the standings right now uh, with the ladies. It's always, you know, it's always good to be playing meaningful basketball late in February on either side of the stick. We all, we all know this. We all feel that. For years and years and years, women's basketball, which is kind of something we did, now you know, many of us look forward to it. So looking at the, uh, the standings on the women's side, again, South Carolina 12-0, you know, LSU 9-3, Tennessee 9-4, Ole Miss right there at 8-4, a game separation. You know, that was a big game for us, Alabama 7-5. Arkansas six and six, Vanderbilt six and seven, ADM five and seven, and on down from there. But you begin to kind of look at this thing and you begin to think down the stretch here. That all that Alabama game looms large. It does. Uh, Kentucky three and nine. We ought to be able to get that. Missouri two and ten should be able to get that. But um, you know we're going to have to play down the stretch. We're going to have to win some games. Auburn's five and seven. Uh, Johnny Harris, of course, uh, an assistant coach here for years under Vic Schaefer. A lot of people felt like she should get the job here. She's only human. You know, she's going to want to win that game, not just because it's her job to win at Auburn, but because Mississippi State's coming in. And Auburn's 12-3 and three at home. It's not going to be just a walk in the park for us to just kind of show up. And Alabama's 13-3 and three at home. So, again, you work through these final four ball games. There's a couple games you look at and say, yeah, State should win those games without a lot of anxiety. Those two road games, very significant when you begin to think about our, our postseason positioning. Very, very important for us to take care of business. And we could use some help along the way, too, kind of looking ahead at Thursday's schedule. You know, Missouri's at Florida. I don't expect Missouri to win that game. I know you don't either. So we're going to expect Florida to win there. Alabama's at South Carolina. Don't expect Alabama to win that game. And then we go to Alabama this weekend. You know, so I don't know what state they're going to be in. I know they're going to be happy to be home because South Carolina is an absolute machine. Uh, George is at Ole Miss. You, you like Ole Miss's chances. They've been very, very good at home and, and playing really well as of late. And Madison Scott really made the difference in that ball game against Mississippi State over the weekend. And of course, Kentucky's here. Arkansas is at A and M. Again, your contemporaries. You know, you start looking at all that stuff, start thinking about it. And then Auburn's at LSU. I, I don't give Auburn much chance of winning at LSU. I know LSU stumbled at Auburn earlier this year. If Kim Mulkey can get 200, she will. She absolutely will. And so that's your schedule. And uh, I think when you begin to think about kind of how the traffic maybe needs to clear for us, the simple is Mississippi State just needs to win these next four games. 
that's a big ask because two of them are on the road against teams that are you know similar to us in the standings. But you got to find a way to get it done. You take care of Kentucky, you take care of Missouri, and you got to get at least one of those road games. If you get them both, you feel great about life. But if you can get at least one of those road games, I think you feel pretty good about your standing. And certainly this is an NCAA tournament team, but we need to be playing our basketball down the stretch. And we didn't last week. We didn't. Let's just kind of call it for what it is. The Florida game was an embarrassment. And then the Ole Miss game, we were up and ready to play, and we just couldn't close. We couldn't finish. They made one more play than we did. Absolutely. All right, before we get out of here, let me remind you, if you hadn't gone to whenthebottomfalls.com, you can – do that. Get the new book there. It's like people say, hey, Steve, I'm excited about your new book. And I'm, I said, the dude? Uh, no, no. The, the one that just came out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I, I hate to sound precocious when I say that. But um, sometimes I forget to even promote the new book because I'm already focused so much on the next. As a matter of fact, we'll uh, finish up Chapter 3 tomorrow. But um, When the Bottom Falls has been very special to me. And uh, your reaction to it has uh, has been a blessing more so than I can ever really say. And I uh, got a message today, the uh, bestseller list from uh, last week, uh, number six on the Mississippi bestsellers list. And uh, it, it means an awful lot to me. It, it really does. It never gets to be old hat. And I remember one time I was at an author event, and I won't give you the names because they're, they're guys from Mississippi that I like a lot. And... Um, written a book or two themselves and uh, one of the guys said Steve you're always on the list and I said I don't know what list you're talking about he goes well you're always on the bestseller list and uh, one of those guys said I was on there for two weeks it was the best two weeks of my life and um, it really kind of put things in perspective for me because it's not like this is just you know books produced in Mississippi I mean John Grisham's The Exchange is the number one book right now right I mean just it is what it is you know, and then you know, Chris and Hannah's got a book out. You know, there's just there's a lot out there, and so it's what you guys are buying in Mississippi bookstores. It's not just books produced or written by Mississippi writers. So there's a lot of competition, and uh, and I get it. And I, I've been on there several times. And it's I've done the work. You guys have done the reading. It's been an incredible partnership. So yeah, we're still on there when the bottom falls. Still hanging in there. Uh, number six on the top 10 list. It means an awful lot to me. It really does. And the sales through the website don't impact that list. That's what you guys are buying through the bookstores themselves. And that's, you know, Lemuria Books and, uh, you know, Bookmark Cafe in downtown. There's, you know, there's a lot of reporting stores. And uh, I so appreciate your interest in the work and your continued support. We released the cover of The Dude earlier this week. And uh, we wanted it to look a little bit like an old-school baseball card. It's a picture of uh, Duty Noble back from 1924 standing in front of a chalk scoreboard and uh, looking all tough with his crooked hat. And um, I'm very happy with the cover. And uh, I'm very happy with the work that I've done so far. And, uh, you know, try, trying to navigate all this stuff, I've had to kind of set aside and make a schedule for myself. Used to, I could just come in here and sit down and just punch it out. You know, I had to kind of plan. And sometimes that's difficult for me to do. You know, on Thursday, tomorrow – uh, you know, we'll, we'll rough out Chapter 3 and kind of start working through all this. I want to have it all done by then the baseball season, so we have the first couple months of summer to edit and produce it and have it ready for you guys late August, early September. Uh, but the exciting part of all this is uh, learning so much. Learning so much and then having the opportunity to pay honor to one of Mississippi State's greatest student athletes, coaches, administrators. Uh, in many respects, probably probably the most influential student athlete that has ever played 
at Mississippi State. He accomplished as much or more than anybody ever. And uh, you're going to learn a lot more about him when the new book comes out. But uh, When the Bottom Falls, again, doing well. And I, I get messages just about every day. And some days I don't check them, so maybe they come in every day. But some days, you know, I'll, go, I'll get caught up. But so many people that have reached out because there is such a need for communication and conversation, uh, you know, about addiction. A lot of people out there feel alone. And I can tell you, I was there too. I was. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this, but uh, I can assure you there is somebody in your life right now that is fighting a battle that you're unaware of and they feel totally alone. And there are some other people in your lives that maybe, maybe they're in recovery. Maybe they're a person that's in active addiction. Maybe they're a parent or a loved one of somebody and they may benefit from having When the Bottom Falls because it really promotes some understanding. There are a lot of people out there that think, man, if we could just get them to stop drinking, everything would be great. And you're completely wrong. Yeah, you don't have the DUIs. You don't have to worry about those late night phone calls about a wreck. But there's a core issue we got to treat. There's more to it than just abuse drinking. There's a lot more to it. And uh, my hope is that I have uh, illustrated that and maybe provided a new level of insight and understanding about all of that, you know, for people that maybe are unfamiliar. But it's not just a book about recovery. You know, it's a book, it's a, it's a book about my life and in many respects a love story and the difference that um, you know, Dana made in my life and I made in her life. And um, so I hope that you'll read it and I appreciate all that have. I have people that walk up to me at baseball games and Steve, I just finished your book. Uh, Big E walked up to me the other day and he said, you're my double hero. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, I just finished reading this book and now you're my hero for another reason. Uh, but I, I love all of you. And uh, it was very, very challenging to write that book in many respects because I uh, I had to peel back some scars and reopen some old wounds and uh, kind of let that flow a little bit. It was tough. It was. And But I'm glad I've done it. It's behind me. I think it's made me a better writer. But in addition to that, too, I think there's just some stories I needed to share uh, for for other people. You know, I, I'm an open book. I, I really am. I, I, got, I got no secrets to keep from anybody. You know, that, that's... It's kind of like in in, in uh, Leonard Skinner's track, The Breeze, right? And I was listening to Skinner the other day, and it kind of hit me you know, at the part where he says, I ain't looking for nobody, ain't nobody looking for me. And that's the way it's supposed to be. That's how I live life, man. I'm not, I'm not on the war path. I'm not going to run from it, but at the same time, too, I'm, I'm not looking to declare war on anybody for any reason whatsoever. I'm just kind of content to do my own thing and own my own lane. And I encourage you to do the same. But uh, when you go to winthebottomfalls.com, all my sports titles are there. That's Flim Flam, Alpha Dog, Stark Villains, and Dogpile. And every Bulldog fan in the world needs a copy of Dogpile. They do. Everybody needs a copy of Dogpile, whether you read or whether you don't. At some point, you want to go back and relive that magical season. And, um, and you're going to be glad you got it documented. It's one of the, the things I'm most proud of in my life, to be, able to, to be there to cover that College World Series, to watch Mississippi State race that NAFL championship trophy, and to be able to document that. Uh, for all of you. And I begin to ask myself sometimes, if I hadn't written the book, would we have one? And the answer to that question is no. You know as well as I do, we wouldn't have a book if I hadn't written it. And that's not to praise me, but it's just it's that to me makes it all the more special is that we had this moment and we've documented it for posterity's sake. Uh, you can always go back and watch the videos, provided that uh, YouTube is still legal years down the road, but you'll always have a printed copy that you can pull out and reminisce. And so I get encouraged to get that. Uh, if you hadn't done so, go to StarkVillains.com, and you can get Stark Villains gear. That's T-shirts, hoodies, and a variety of colors. And uh, it's so cool when I see people out wearing those shirts. It's super, super cool. 
I think it's an important thing. I really do. Repping the brand. And uh, I love all of you. And uh, again, you guys have made an incredible life for me. I've worked hard for everything that I have. But uh, it's something my dad told me years ago. And uh, we'll kind of close with this. It was the night I graduated high school. And he said, son, if you're the only one that thinks you're great, then you haven't accomplished anything. He said, if you're going to go out there and be the dog catcher or the, uh, you know, run the, the garbage truck or whatever, you be the very best one of those. Whatever you choose to do, be the very best. Give everything you have to it and find something that you love to do and then pour yourself into it. And he goes, and if that's the case, you'll never work a day in your life. And I've always remembered that. You know, it's the pursuit of excellence but to have passion and pride in what we do. And uh, that's one of the things, too. And I know I've talked about the, the, the float spa a lot, but we wanted to make Starkville a better place. You know, we could have done a number of things, but we really wanted to bring something of real value uh, to Starkville. And so if you're coming in this weekend for baseball, you plan ahead. You have to have an appointment. There are no walk-ins. You've got to have an appointment. And you can call or you can download the app and check it out yourself. But uh, – we're happy to get you accommodated, but I can tell you, based on last weekend's traffic, you don't need to delay and then on Friday think, oh, maybe you're going to find your options pretty limited. And so if you're planning to come in from out of town for baseball and you want to float, plan ahead and go ahead and get an appointment. Again, you can call 662-268-7601. My lovely wife will answer the phone, get you guys all taken care of, answer any questions you may have. And um, we look forward to you coming and just adding some value in many respects to your experience. And again, so many people walk out there looking at me and say, it's the most amazing experience we've ever had. I've never been so more relaxed, so relaxed in my life. Uh, so come be a part of that. And also come join us over at jeanspage.com. But uh, we got a lot to root for here in the next few days. And uh, let's all kind of come together. And hopefully the ball clubs will come through for us and uh, give us something to feel really good about. But uh, you know, baseball season's just beginning, basketball season winding down. We've got a lot to focus on. And I uh, hope that you'll make it to Starkville uh, every chance you get, I can tell you our Starkville vendors, our, our Starkville merchants, live for these ballgame weekends. They do. It helps carry them through some very difficult and quiet times. And so we want you to come be a part of that. And uh, even if you can't make it to town, there's a lot of online shopping you can do from our Starkville vendors, and we encourage you to do that. Uh, we love our little town. We do. It's not just a uh, travel destination for us, though it was for many years. It's our home. And uh, I can tell you, I've gotten to know so many of the people that I used to just kind of see in passing. You know, I'd frequent their business, you know, when I was just coming to ball games. I've gotten to know these people. Man, we have some amazing people in Starkville, Mississippi. And even if Mississippi State wasn't here, I'd want to live here because the people are just absolutely outstanding. We love our little town, and we're so glad that you do too. And uh, maybe you've called it home for a short time. Maybe you can call it home again one day. Uh, but we'd love to have you up here. But when you are here, uh, we do encourage you to spend some money with our Starkville businesses, uh, whether it be food, uh, entertainment, or whatever. Uh, it's your town, too. It's our home, but it's your town, too. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.